You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Mark chapter number one, we'll begin reading in verse number 40. I'd like to uh, talk to you tonight about this particular uh, event that took place in the Bible and maybe be a help to us where we're at tonight. Uh, Mark chapter number one and verse number 40. The Bible says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Verse number 41. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, and forthwith sent him away, and saith unto him, See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it much, and to blaze abroad the manor, insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places, and they came to him from every quarter. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity that I have to preach the word of God. And I pray that, uh, Lord, as your word says, that it not return void. I pray that you'd challenge. I pray that you'd encourage. I pray that you'd use me as I preach. Help me to be filled with your power, for we ask these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. As I was studying this specific portion of Scripture, there are several words that came out that uh, I hope will be a help to you. I know that they've been a help to me. The first word that I'd like you to write down if you're taking notes or maybe you just want to kind of remember things as they go along is found in the first part of verse 40. And the Bible says, And there came a leper to him. The first thing that I see from this event in the Bible is that there's a problem. Do you have a problem today that you can't solve? Maybe it's a financial issue. Maybe it's a physical need that you have. Uh, maybe it's a relationship issue. You know, we all deal with problems in life. The Bible says here that there came a leper to him. And this, by token, this leper wasn't his name. It was his condition. And I know sometimes a condition can then name us and we can be branded by our condition. But this specific uh, individual had a problem. That was leprosy. You know what? Are you anxious about something that's going on in your life? Philippians 4, 6, the Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You know what? When we're dealing with the problem, when we're dealing with the situation, when we're dealing with a trial or a difficulty, some people try and encourage you, right? And uh, it's encouraging to know that other people are praying for you. And I know that sometimes I can look at this prayer list and it become it can become overwhelming because there's so many names on the list, right? And sometimes as you're praying through it, can, it can seem redundant. But let me just say that God hears each and every prayer that we say. And God hears our requests and God is able to answer those requests. And let me encourage you to keep praying on. And pray on when it's hardest to pray. But let me just say this, there are sometimes people come and try and encourage you and they may make a statement like, everything is going to be okay, Right? And that's easy for somebody to say, but then it's a lot harder to live, right? 
And even though we can rest in the assurance that God is in control and, hey, you know what? I believe that everything's going to work out. I believe that everything's going to be okay. But sometimes that doesn't help us at the time. And we think through things and we become anxious and we get worried about it and we lose sleep over it and lose our hair or pull it out or it turns gray or whatever else. But uh, the Bible says that's not how we should react. But some folks say everything is going to be okay. Another statement that may be made is don't worry about it, right? And again, that's a statement that can be made. It's easy to say. It's a lot harder to live, you know? And we like to say sometimes that, hey, I'm going to try my best not to worry about it, but yet sometimes we still worry about it because there's an issue or there's a problem. Another statement that folks may make is God is in control. And you know what? We can rest assured knowing that God is in control, that nothing in this life happens that comes as a shock to God. But yet sometimes we question why things happen. And we want to know now, hey, well, explain it to me. And if you'll just show me the reason that I'm going through this, then it will help me to understand and I'll get through it a lot easier. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And we may never know some situations here on this earth. And some people say, well, we'll realize when we get to heaven, but I'm not sure that it will matter at that point. But all that we do know is, hey, God is in control. Hey, everything is going to be okay. Hey, don't worry about it. Why? Because the Bible says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You know, when I was young, I heard a song that was sung, and I still remember the lyrics today, and maybe you know them as well. But the song was, He's able. It's He's able, He's able. I know He's able. I know my God is able to carry me through. He healed the brokenhearted and set the captive free. He made the lame to walk again and he caused the blind to say, he's able, he's able, I know he's able, I know my God is able to carry me through. And by the way, that's not just a child song, that's an adult song as well. There's some Bible principles there that God is able to carry us through even when we're not able to do it on our own. Even when other things happen in life, my God is still able to carry us through. You know what, I find that there was a problem here. This man was a leper. You say, well, my situation is different. There's no possible solution. You don't know my situation. And you know what, you're right. I don't know everyone's specific situation. You know, one of the things that they talk about when you're trying to be a help to others is don't use the words, I understand what you're going through. Because the reality is we don't understand what other people are going through because we're not all from the same background and we have different experiences in life. But let me tell you this, though I I may not understand, I know a God who does and God is able to carry you through. You say, well, you know what? I think my situation was is more devastating than this. Well, let me just say this. Leprosy was a terminal disease. And there may be folks in here that have something that you're never going to be able to shake or get rid of that you'll eventually die from. I'm not necessarily aware of that. But you know what? There was no hope for this leprous man. There was no chance in man's eyes of a cure. It wasn't just a disease. You know what? This was personal to him. He had to live isolated. He couldn't be around his friends. He couldn't be around his family. He couldn't be around to have others come and give him a a group hug, if you will, or come around and encourage him because he had to be isolated from everyone else for fear that he would transmit this leprosy to others. It was personal. You know what I find with leprosy? It was painful. You know what? Maybe we're dealing with a, a trial or a problem or a difficulty today that's painful. Maybe it's physically, maybe it's emotionally. But let me just say this, this leprosy, this disease that he had was painful. It hurt every day. Oftentimes, 
with this leprosy, what would take place is as it would manifest itself from the inside out, uh, uh, as the time went on, there were actual uh, uh, joints and fingers and toes that would fall off that they'd bandage back up. It was painful. Every day that they woke up, they had pain. Many of us can relate to that, amen. But uh, waking up and being in pain, it was prolonged. Thank you, Brother Fats. It was prolonged. You know what? It wasn't just something that happened with a few minutes or with a few hours or a few days or a few years. This was for the rest of their life. This problem was personal. It was painful. It was prolonged. What problem are you facing tonight that you need God's intervention in? What should we do if we have a problem? You know what I find with most of the difficulties that I face? Most of the problems that I face, you know what I try and do? Fix them on my own right? And uh, so we try our best to fix them on our own. You know, maybe we'll, in this day and age, we'll Google how to fix the problem, right? Or find a YouTube video of how to fix something. And then you see people doing it, and they make it look so easy. And then you try it on your own, and you fail, and then you throw your phone down and have to get a new phone or whatever else. But what are we doing with the problems that we have? Are we trying to fix them on our own? Are we asking Google? Are we asking Siri? Or are we posting on and about social media? You know, I've seen people even uh, in the past that uh, have discussions in their marriage. And then they'll post on Facebook a post and ask their friends for advice. And I wouldn't recommend that, you know. My husband's not doing the dishes. What should I do? I don't recommend that you do that, number one. I definitely don't recommend that you follow any advice that's given in relation to that. However, when we have a problem, our first response should be to go to God. Are you weary? Are you heavy-hearted? Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Are you grieving? Overjoys departed. Tell it to Jesus. What's the next word? Alone. But you know what? That's hard to do sometimes because we want to tell everybody else about it. And But you know what? Tell it to Jesus alone. Do the tears flow down your cheeks and bend. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Have you sins that to men's eyes are hidden? Tell it to Jesus alone. You know, there was another version of this song that was made popular about a year or two ago. I won't sing it so that I don't violate any copyright laws, but it was, are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? Tell it to Facebook. Tell it to Facebook. Are you grieving? Overjoys departed. Tell it to Facebook alone. But you know what? That's not where we should run to. We should run to Jesus. You know what? I see, first of all, that this individual had a problem But you know what? He had the right solution to the problem. It says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. You know what he did? I see, see, first of all, there's a problem. There's leprosy. And I don't know what our issue or our problem is here today, but I know a God that can fix it, that can solve it. He went to the right place for this problem. I see, secondly, the word prayer. It says, beseeching him. And he says, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. The Bible says in John 16, 14, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. I can talk all night about countless numbers of prayer requests 
that have happened within the past year or the past year or so, that people have even had health requests and they've developed a lump or there's, there's been some issues that are going on and they've had tests that they've needed to go in for and they prayed that God would just remove it, that God would just wipe away that illness or that disease and they've went back to the doctor and the doctors have been amazed because they don't see it anymore. Or the numbers all of a sudden look great and the doctor can't explain it. But you know what? That means God stepped in somewhere along the way. He said here, thou canst make me clean. You know what? He believed that God could. You know what? Part of the solution is not just identifying that you have a problem and not just praying, but believing that God can answer the request. I think a lot of times we pray things and just continue to doubt, but that's not what God tells us to do. Do you believe that God can and will meet the needs that you have? When you pray, do you pray claiming and believing you know, when I was in Bible college, I, I went off to college with, I don't even know how much money I had. I probably had five or $600 when I left to college. It was only about a month before I knew that I was heading to California. I don't even know how my, I'm assuming my parents paid for my plane ticket to get out there because I didn't have the money. And, uh, but uh, I got out to college, I made my first payment, and then I rolled my ankle playing uh, uh, sports there in the first few weeks, and I was in my dorm room all alone. All the other guys in the dorm are working, they all have jobs to pay for college, and here I am, a freshman, first couple weeks of school with no job, with no money, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I remember reading a book that was required reading, and it was John Rice's book, Prayer, Asking and Receiving. And as I was reading through that book, I remember an illustration in the book about a man who came to John Rice and he didn't have a job. And he says, I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family. And John Rice asked him, well, have you been praying? And he says, yes, I pray all the time. And he said, well, you know what? You haven't prayed the prayer of faith. And the guy inquired and said, what are you talking about the prayer of faith? He said, well, first of all, God's promised to provide all of your needs. That's a promise from God. So you need to claim that promise. You need to pray and say, hey, God, I'm claiming your promises and believe that God is going to answer the request when you pray and God will give you a job. And then there was a prayer in there and it said, John Rice said, say a prayer like this. And they weren't magical words. It was praying it and believing it that God was going to answer and it said that man found a job. And I remember goosebumps coming over my body as I sat on my bunk there. And I said, you know what? If it can work for him, it can work for me too. Hey, God is still the same God. And God has promised to supply our needs. And I knew that he led me out to Bible college. And I remember saying, let's see if this works. And I prayed. And I claimed God's promise and said, God, I surrender to you. But I don't have a job. I don't know what I'm going to do. And on that bedside, as I finished praying, within a few moments, the phone began to ring. And this isn't like my cell phone. I didn't even have a pager. It was the dorm community uh, phone. And so it's like normally, it's like your buddy's in there talking to his girlfriend on the phone or his mom. And you're like, hey, I need to get on the phone. And there's just one phone there. And teenagers today don't know, don't know anything about that, amen. And, uh, but uh, the phone rang. And I'm just kind of looking around. And it continues to ring. And nobody else is there. So I thought, why? Well, I might as well answer the phone. I answered the phone. And they, they said, hey, is Dan Bybee there? And I said, this is he. And he said his name, said what company he worked for. He said, hey, I heard and I still remember today. He said, a mutual friend told me that you needed a job. Amen. And I don't know who that mutual friend is even to this day, except for attributing it to God. 
And shortly after that prayer has been answered, and you know what? It's encouraged me over and over again to say, hey, just the same God that answered that prayer for a request can answer anything that comes in my life. And by the way, let me tell you this emphatically, that same God wants to answer your prayers because he loves you, because he cares about you. But you know what? We have to pray that prayer of faith, believing God and claiming his promises that he'll meet the needs that you have. John Rice made a statement. He said, if you, if you came to Christ, that was saving faith. Now then he wants you to have faith in his word for assurance. That is simply to leave the matter with God and believe what he said. And that's what we need to do with our problems and with prayer. James 5.14 says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Matthew 21, 22 says, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive them. But the key there is believing and trusting. Number one, I see a problem. Number two, I see a prayer. Number three, I see a position. The Bible says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him. You know what? I think that there's value in our position physically speaking, with prayer. But more than that, I think there's a value in our hearts and the position that we place God in our hearts as we pray. Here's a question for you. You say, hey, you know what? I've got a problem. I've got a difficulty that I'm facing. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's relationship. Maybe it's something that nobody even aware of. And I, and I pray, well, maybe the problem is not praying. Maybe the problem is the position. What position does God have in your life right now? When is the last time that God has dealt with your heart about something that he wanted you to change? And if it's been a while, then maybe it's time to say, hey God, please speak to me yet again. When is the last time that you humbled yourself before a holy God and more than just an act of kneeling and more of just an act of coming to an altar, there was humility that was involved. He realized that he couldn't do anything on his own. He acknowledged that Jesus was sovereign and Jesus was king and he needed his help with this problem, with this situation that he was facing. Who is the king of your life today? Are you in control of your life? Or are you allowing the Holy Spirit to be in control? Are we being led by our desires and by our uh, ambitions? Or are we allowing the Holy Spirit to lead our lives Maybe if we've got a problem, we've been praying, maybe the problem is with our position. I see a problem, I see a prayer, I see a position, I see passion. Look at verse number 41. The Bible says, And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him, saith unto him, I will be thou clean. That word compassion comes from a Greek word that I won't try and butcher, but it's Spelled S-P-L-A-N-C-H-N-O-N. So you can practice that at home if you'd like. But it literally means to be moved in the inward parts. It means to suffer with. The connection of suffering, it's been said, with another person brings compassion beyond sympathy and beyond the realm of even empathy. To suffer with. So here we have this leper who has this problem. And I don't know how long he's had it for, but he hears about Jesus and comes and prays and kneels down. And the Bible says as he, as he does that, he tells Jesus, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. 
And Jesus was moved with compassion. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let me just say this, though I can say I don't understand, God says I understand everything you're going through because I created you. I know you from the inside out. And you know what? Literally, I think Jesus looked at him and felt the same pain that this leprous man was feeling and he had compassion on him. Let me just say this, just as much as God loved that leprous man and wanted to heal him and wanted to help him with his problem, God wants to help us as well if we'll simply turn to him. I see a problem, I see a prayer, a position, a passion, and lastly, what should our response be when God does something great for us? In verse number 45, the Bible says, but he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places, and they came to him from every quarter. What should our response be when God answers a prayer, when God meets a need, when God solves a problem that we have? What should our response be to let everybody else know about it? You say, well, you know what? I I don't know of any problems that God has solved for me. Well, let me tell you this. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Let me say this, that you know what, though I've never had leprosy or a terminal illness that I'm aware of, uh, uh, I was condemned to death and hell because of my sin, but he set me free. I was diagnosed with a death sentence to hell, but Jesus came and he paid the cost. And if we can't get excited and tell everybody else about that, I'm not sure what will get us excited, amen? But uh, when is the last time that you told somebody else about something that God has done in your life? You know what, I believe that if we would take just what God has done for us and in our lives and how he's blessed us and given us everything that we have and we went out and blazed it abroad, I believe that just like the Bible says here, I think there'd be people waiting to get into church. Well, why don't we? And by the way, let me just say this. Jesus told this individual not to tell anybody else about it, but you know what, he couldn't help it. God did something great in his life and he couldn't help it. It just oozed out, it just came out that God had healed him of this disease that he had. And you know what? God's healed us of the disease that we've had as well, our sin disease and our job. And Jesus, when he left this earth, said, ye shall be witnesses unto me. It's a command from God. What are we doing with the command that God has given to us? When is the last time that you found yourself talking about the good things that God has done for you? When did you get saved? You know what? Our goal after we get saved is to tell everybody else about it. You know, we've got a new, uh, uh, a new uh, outreach opportunity taking place at Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. We'll meet right here in the fellowship hall. You say, why do we have Tuesday outreach and Thursdays at 10 and uh, 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 Saturday at 10 o'clock? Why do, we, why do we do that? Because we want to encourage folks to tell others the good news. You say, well, maybe I can't make those times. You don't have to go to one of those times, although it's a, it's a chance to be encouraged by seeing other people. But let me encourage you to carry a track with you. Let me encourage you to tell others about all that God has done in your life. What problem are you facing today that you need God's divine intervention for? Are you praying about it? What are you doing to solve that problem? Hey, what is God's position 
and your life. Maybe it's time to make God king, make Jesus Christ Lord of our life once again to say, hey Lord, I pray that you would give me wisdom today. I pray that you'd guide me in the decisions that I make. I pray that you'd help me with the interactions that I have with others. I pray most of all that you would be honored and glorified with all that said and done. By the way, what, what does the Bible say? How do, how do people find out that you're a Christian? Is it, is it just involved with us telling other people that we're Christians? No, you know what? Publishing involves more than just saying it. It involves living it. John 13, 35 says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one toward another. 1 Corinthians 13 goes through many examples of what love is. And you know what? If we're living right, if we're doing what God has called us to do, those will be manifested in our lives. But let me ask you today, what problem or difficulty are you facing? Let me just say that God wants to meet the needs that you have with prayer in a position. You know what? God has compassion on us and he feels what we're going through. And what should we do when God meets that need is to publish it abroad and tell everybody else about it. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.